On this episode, are you not entertained? Because Formula One tried to pull a NASCAR. Merck and McLaren are hot. Ferrari are not. This and a whole lot more as we break down the race from down under or what was of the race because there were more red flags than any other Formula One race. But hey, you know, uh, that's just the new Formula One. We'll talk about that too here on the Track Limits Podcast. Harrison, you big fan of the uh, new Formula One? All entertainment value. Formula All entertainment. One? All entertainment. Um, can't say that I was a huge fan of this race. Mm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that because you're going to have to talk about it. This is the Track Limits Podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here as always by my friend, the man who made the decision to tell the crowd to jump the fence before the race was even over. Yes, head of security for the Australian Grand Prix, we're here with Harrison. Hello. Uh, and I want to say about my statement, is it was a very exciting race. Mm -hmm. Just, um, it's like one of those things where we've talked about it before where it's never, there's always like a big moment and then you don't talk about it because something ridiculous happens. Uh, we've done it multiple times on this podcast and multiple weekends uh, um, where what should be the talking points aren't the talking points. Do you feel like the um, the number of DNFs in a race directly correlates to how great the race is going to be? <laughs> um, no. Uh, no, especially when those DNFs could be avoided. Uh, cool. Pers perhaps. Let's talk about this race because there's a lot to uh, unpack here, as they would say. Um, Max Verstappen, yet another win. I'm never going to be able to change these lights in the back of my little closet here. Not, my not, goal was to always, always change the lights depending on uh, the team that Who won. Wins. And it's just been the same for three weeks. So it's only been three weeks and it feels like this season's gone on for three years. Um. There was a there was a chance this weekend that it would have changed. It was close. You know, I speaking of it being close, uh last before the season we tried to pick who the winners would be. You picked old Charles Claire. And uh mm -hmm. he uh unfortunately I was wrong did not by, make it uh, one lap. Hold on. Twenty I was gonna say twenty one times fifty eight uh <laughs> or however many turns there are. I missed it by that many turns. But I said Lewis Hamilton. So hey, I wanna say close. I was close. I was close. I mean, if there was no red flags, you were like probably gonna be twenty one seconds off. But yeah, uh, yeah, if 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 solely based on the race, yeah, real close. Um, let's talk about Mercedes because I'm I don't really want to. Red Bull's kind of whatever. It's hard to talk about Red Bull because they're just always ahead. I mean, there's one point in the race where, um, it was before the final red flags, of course where Max Verstappen got ahead and hit at one point, he was just eight seconds ahead. He just, he ran off the track and he ran off the track gone. and was wrecked. And he, and he, he pulled uh, what you would do if you were playing F1 on easy mode. And he went off the track at the penultimate corner and then came back and was still 10 seconds ahead, eight seconds ahead or whatever. It was like, nothing happened. And was just like weaving on the street to warm his tires back up. Cause he had run off the track. That's how ridiculous it was. So yeah, that's how and, far you, it was. and you talked about Red Bull being so far ahead, but you kind of forget that 
Checo didn't even make it like make it into qualifying. Ran no, lost his brakes. Yeah, and then I'm came sorry. back and still. That is unfair to Checo because when I say Red Bull, I am making the terrible. You meant Max. I'm talking about Max. Yeah. Yeah, Max we is so we, we, You know, I'm a Max fan. I just obviously. wanted to make make the point. We didn't forget. Uh, <laughs> we didn't forget, oh. as you put on your Mercedes hat, that uh, Sergio Perez exists. He's there. Um. Yeah. I, but hey, how how very Red Bull of us to forget that he was there. Yeah. Yeah. You're the number two driver. And that's where you were. Number two, number number two on the track, number two in our hearts. Oh my god, um, that's the saying. Let's let's go down this list here because we got old Lewis Hamilton coming in second, P two, um, a great performance from Ferrari. Uh, poor George obviously had a a DNF, uh, for some uh, power Mercedes? issues. Yes, what did I say? Ferrari. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I saw Ferrari. I say, not a good I've never made that. No, not a good performance at all. For Mercedes. Mercedes, you texted me, said Mercedes is back. George doing very well, got unlucky with the pit, and then there was a red flag. So he lost position. And I mean, then, he's leading the race there at the beginning. And then his. Oh, uh, a great start. Yes, it was a great start. And then his car uh, blows out the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What do you think about that start at the the very first restart where George got the lead and then Max Verstappen just starts breaking super early. Mm-hmm. Lewis get, catches him off and then he complains about it. Because the Mercedes were quick. I think uh, some people I think, off guard with how quick they were. I mean, Max has talked like that before. When Max starts having to race people, I want to say like at it. the same time, I want to blame the FIA for this because we just love to complain about what is a racing incident or not, you know, then you look in NASCAR and you've got people that are using the wall to slingshot around to win a race that Baller. you can't do anymore. Yeah, but I think but, he didn't even like force him off the track. He just forced him a little like onto the rumble strip. Can I also say like, that plenty of space. Uh I'm enjoy I really enjoyed Jensen Button on the uh on the commentary for this race. I don't know if other people yeah, did, but I liked good. it. I thought he was very um of course he's knowledgeable. Very good. He's also like very involved in it still. Yeah, very fair. So he knows. Yeah. I I I never felt like uh you know I never felt like it's you get Nico Rosberg. It just feels like he hates uh he just hates Lewis. Hates Lewis Hamilton uh, (laughs) for reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Mercedes. Good weekend. Good props props to you, Jensen Button. Yeah, but a good weekend for Mercedes. Welcome back, Lewis Hamilton. We missed you. We're happy you're back. Never thought I would say that after some seasons. Uh, Not because we don't like you, but because you're always at the top. Fernando Alonso, another a a three four finish for the Empire of Aston Martin. We're gonna come back to this. Um, I mean, they deserve it. They're fast. But how do you wreck and and just get to keep your position? Moving on, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we're there's a lot to unpack with that. Yeah, um, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, good race from them. Good race from them all around uh, um, until the very end. Let's get some snaps going. For I'm going to skip uh, Checo. Uh, for McLaren, McLaren P6. Hey, could have been even better. Shoulda, coulda, could have even been on the podium. Well, not they in fourth, but still could have been fourth. Uh, could have been fourth. Feel really bad for Haas. Um, sorry, Haas. 
because could have been on the podium. It could have been, been a Haas podium. podium. Nico Hulkenberg could have made me put my foot in my mouth to say, "Hey, I can race too, and I'll just qualify." Do you but feel like said, here he is? Yeah, sixth ways, and no asterisk either, except that you know, eight cars dumped out. Yeah, I mean, they had a good race. Now, granted, there was a lot of DNFs, a lot of penalties, DNFs, whatever, to get there. But that's what you got to do. You got to put yourself in the position to be there when it counts. And he was. And kudos to Nico Hogenberg. Drove a, drove a clean race. Magnuson was a bit unfortunate. Uh, did you see the thing where the fan got hit by the uh, debris from Magnuson? Yeah, from Magnuson's. Yeah, I did see that. Pretty wild. That's wild that that happens. Um, yeah. Urban fire I guess that's dangerous. the risk you take. Uh, that's the risk you take when Rubbin's racing. Rub, well, that's the new Formula One, apparently. Um, yeah, rubbed against the wall, raced it too hard. And feel bad. Uh, we'll go back to this with Zhou uh, Guan Yu and Yuki Sonoda because they really gained some place, especially Yuki, yeah, gaining Yuki some places. Off. And then Yuki had a good race and got it taken away from him because of the FIA. Yuki yeah, had a good race. Williams, Alex Albon was in, doing incredible until whatever happened to him. Yeah. Hit that curve and lost it. But yeah, it seemed like the midfield teams were having Al, uh, Alpine until they yeah. like each other. They were showing fifth solidarity sixth, with the Paris protests by um, not working. You know what? They're protesting retirement. We're going to retire right now. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty unfortunate <laughs> event. I mean, just kind of like um, Gasly after the year he's had. Granted, it's been three races, but you know, to be up there in fifth most of the race, competing, and then just have an unfortunate circumstance happen in front of him that takes him out, and then he makes a mistake. Yeah, uh, yeah, good. For, the midfield teams seem to have good weekends. It was, you know, the top teams they made their mistakes, and it seemed like people. Until the end, we're actually capitalizing on it. Yeah. So, Which um, is what do you want to see as a midfield team fan? You want to see them be in the right position at the right time. And we got that. We, um, that's basically the rundown of the places. Let's talk about what happened in the actual race because old Charles Leclerc, the first warning sign for Ferrari, uh, is that he goes off into the gravel. To the dreaded gravel pits of nowhere, and well, the Carlos signs learned huh? too much from his learned too much from his teammate there, and uh, uh, yes. went into the gravel. So uh, very sad, quick race for him. Uh, do you? I thought think, we were at Monaco for a minute. Do you think that he could have kept going? There's a lot of people on the internet that say he could have kept the car rolling and gotten it out of the gravel, but he, he just quit. Uh, we have seen so many times that it's so difficult for car people to get out of the gravel. I mean, we've seen Lewis Hamilton not able to get the car out of the gravel. I feel like it's I quicksand. Think, I think him going backwards is probably what caused it. If he uh, been going forward, I think he, he probably could have put away that stroll and kept going there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that oh, it was hard to watch. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we at least watching. he didn't have to deal with, at least he knows it was his mistake and he doesn't have to deal with you know, getting screwed out of a win because of strategy. You know, True. We know that it was just True. driver error. It wasn't a box, stay out, box, box, stay out. 
Yes, there was no confusion over at Ferrari. Hey, Ferrari, no confusion over there. Just their drivers didn't hold up their end of the bargain. How do you feel about uh, the red flag for gravel? Because um, Ted gave his Ted, Ted gave his car. Buck. Yeah. What's the point of hat throwing a full safety car? The the cars don't stretch around the track. So why do you not? They're, and they're not going fast enough. Where if you're that they're going to wreck. I mean, now we've seen it before, but they're not going to go through a gravel trap and wreck. So what's the point of throwing a safety car and then just going to a red flag so you can sweep up the track? Get some brooms. Get three or four people out there. Get an air dryer. Blow blow that gravel back out of there and then let them go into a safety car for a couple of laps, and then go. And I mean, I get you want to keep the laps the same way they are, but then you're you know, just to, for the entertainment value, but at the same time, what's the point of throwing a red flag, giving everybody a free pit stop? When it, if it's not just a, it's not really a safety thing at that point. I think it's just a we want to race more. Yeah, we want to have I mean, whatever. It's just kind of like a standing weird start. reason for a for. And if I'm Max Verstappen and that red, if that Red Bull isn't as competitive, and I'm Max Verstappen, I would be really upset. The thing is, the second red flag. I mean, we had how I mean, many? Two out of three. Fifty-two. So... <laughs> fifty-two red flags. Yes. No, fifty-two laps to go, or something. Fifty-two, fifty-three laps. It's fifty. Yeah, laps. I mean, you had the first red flag. Then you had you had the Albon. Then you had the Magnuson. Magnuson was the second red flag. Yes, you had three total. Yeah, and then the third one was after the absolute disaster of a restart after the second red flag so that's what i want to get to next because that was completely entertainment value no one had anything to lose and they just uh, go for it it was the for it was the classic formula one uh version of the old green white checkered well well the problem is is no there's okay let's go ahead to the first i think it was the first one and you know it's a safety car. We've talked about it on here before. You know it's a safety car. If they throw the safety car, people pit because it's a safety car. And I get that there's a strategy to this, and you have to kind of play it out if it's going to happen. George Russell pits from the lead, I believe, and uh, comes out, and then they throw a red flag. So now he's halfway down the order when there's been no laps really run under under a green flag. Uh, and then he doesn't, but everybody else just gets a free pit stop, even though there's been no racing. They've just been under the safety car. They've gone safety car to red flag. Why Why are people punished for that? I get it's a strategy. you got to wait. It just seems like, you know, going, and then when we go to the end, we'll talk, talk about it. It's just like, how can you set an order when it went safety car red flag, not just reset it, but then when it just goes straight to a red flag, when you haven't done any laps, you reset the order. It just doesn't sit right with me that you get so like why not just set it back to when the safety car came out? You know where people are. You have all these cameras. It just seems like people got kind of like screwed out of positions even early on like that for mm -hmm. a red flag. Not to mention at the end, uh, the end was, was just a disaster, chaos. And then okay, do you think? Well, I'll let you tell what happened, but uh, a lot of con con controversial decisions here. Yeah, they decide to uh, do a standing start. They do the race, and of course, everyone bends it in turn one. Not everyone, um, which then gives quite a few drivers chances to pass 
make huge gains. Um, but they called it right before it happened. They were going to run into the same issue uh, that happened last year, that people did not pass through the first sector. And because that did not happen, uh, it goes back as if it never even happened back to the original grid order. And then we'll just send it under safety car. So what we did is been, uh, and we uh, were very environmentally friendly and binned a bunch of cars and nothing mattered. So, but are you not entertained, Harrison? Um, I was entertained and then kind of annoyed. The problem is, is okay, do you think call signs does our a five-second penalty? Oh, I wanted to get to that second. Oh, okay. <laughs> After this, because uh, I got some things to say about that. Because so, I think it all, it all flows together because... It does. Again, just because they hadn't gone through the first sector before the yellow was out... Or the red flag was out because they raced for a while after after the wreck had happened after yeah. the Alonzo incident had initially happened they went two more turns two three more turns and Lance Stroll just goes completely straight through N nobody hits him nothing just locks up goes straight through and they throw a red flag and his mistake is nullified because of the red flag correct I guess it's just like confusing some because some benefit some don't. We talked about it last year after Silverstone, and what Alonzo alluded to is like, you know, we didn't make it a lap or through a sector or whatever, so we have no timing charts. But it's 2023, and we have cameras. There's yeah. cameras everywhere. There's a live feed. You can tell who's who. If you I they use like cameras for everything else. If you wreck and cause a, the caution or the red flag, I don't think you should just. It should just be like whatever. Like Alonzo wrecked and caused it, right? He was the cause of everything. So why does he just get the benefit from, you know, he's just like, oh, well, back to third, you go after you wrecked. And that, that sucks. And obviously, if it was somebody else, like maybe if you're a fan of the driver, yeah, you like it. If you're not a fan of the driver, you want it to go the other way. But it the Alonzo one's not even as bad. It's like the Lance Stroll, the fact that Lance Stroll gets to keep fourth place after just dive bombing into, into turn four or whatever it was, Whatever turn that is, going straight into the gravel, and then instead of being fourteenth, he's fourth because wow, we don't have the technology to know where people were when we threw the red flag. Or you get to go back, but I think if you wreck, then like, or you are a part of the reason there's a caution at some point on the track, should you not have to go to the back? It's it's, it's weird to me. It'd be like weird if if Logan Sargent had been like fifth, and then just like destroyed the back of Yuki Sonoda into that turn but keeps his car going and yeah. they can fix it under the red flag really fit fast well he's just going to finish fifth you know it's silly to me no, I get you it, why are certain why are certain things penalized and allowed as if the race happened but at the same time we're going to sit here and pretend that the race didn't happen for a couple laps because yep. I mean, let's say it was that lap and then the safety car laps and red flag, whatever else it was just, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll erase like certain parts of it, but the, we won't. Yeah. Carlos signs penalty. It's like, a should he have gotten the penalty in the first place for what happened? And B, if you enforce the penalty, you're enforcing a penalty because he would have gained from making a mistake or whatever, but if Alonzo was wrecked but now you're nullifying his loss of position, he didn't miss out on anything because of what Carlos Sainz did. 
So if if that's not going to count, then why should Carlos Sainz be penalized for essentially something that didn't happen? Because they'll say I mean, it did if, happen. If it doesn't go to a red flag there, yeah, give him the penalty because, you know, your mistake cost Alonso. But your mistake, now his mistake probably did cause other people problems because they wrecked because Alonso had spun. Now those people were going to wreck regardless, honestly, into that turn. But it just, I don't know. It doesn't sit right it, that it doesn't you, know, sit you give him a right. five second penalty and he finishes 14th. When if you just well, kept it, yeah. if it had just been yellow, he would have finished what, like ninth or 10th probably by the end because they would have gone back racing and then he would have pulled out like a three, four, five second lead on 10th. Um, it's, but yeah, I don't, doesn't make sense. I, mean, I get it uh, only because, I mean, let's say I'm in front and I've got, they're passing me. Somehow we're going three wide, Harrison. If I'm at the front and I just take out both drivers and we don't yeah, get through the should... sector, then... But if they get to keep first and second, so. you didn't really do anything. I don't know. Did you cry more at the birth of your child or at Carlos Sainz's radio message? <laughs> um, Neither. But... Oh, I bad. I felt... Bad. I felt... I felt bad for him, but he did make a mistake, but I don't think his mistake should have cost him not only, you know, whatever place he would have finished, but fourth place. Yeah. But it cost him points in general. And it was it 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 went from being like a five second penalty to being a stop and go penalty, essentially. Yeah. And then if you're gonna like I know we've sat here and we've complained about, you know, the FIA not following a precedent or not setting a precedent, you know, not being consistent. At least they were consistent in this, and they went back to previous incidences and went off of that. Now, maybe they should just stop letting Fernando Alonso tell them everything to do, because <laughs> it seems like that's what it, whatever he wants is what they're giving him. Uh, just kidding, but yeah, I mean, good for them. But if you're gonna give Carlos Sainz a penalty there, why did Logan Sargent not get a penalty? I mean, man didn't even hit the brakes, and just. Valtteri both tossed him into into one. Didn't even care. Doesn't get a penalty. Now granted, he did finish like wreck out of the race. Uh, it's all because it all least, comes. He at least needs something. It all comes back down to, uh, you know, the usual hypocrisy of the FIA saying, "Well, it's not the result that we look at; it's the action." And then, which they yeah is is good, but at the same time. But then they go against I just themselves. think they need better red flag rules. It just doesn't make sense to me that you can wreck. A, you can wreck and get back where you were because you caused the caution. So why are you not? Why would people not just wreck on purpose right at the beginning? Well, and then I think we're entering uncharted, uncharted red flag territory because it just doesn't. I mean, the first with three red flags. Yeah, and then but then you also got to be like the free pit stop. Under a red flag, I guess you play it like a place like Australia maybe is different than like Baku or Saudi, where it's like if there's a wreck, we can make a strategy for there being a red flag. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like there needs to be something done. Yeah. That's nice. But my hey, TV, I mean, good job for Fernando Alonso. My TV broke though at one point because, um, they did this restart and it couldn't have been 
professional drivers, Formula One. And for some reason, it loaded up. ESPN was showing a Formula One 2022 uh, multiplayer game lobby because everybody just starts crashing. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, what am I? Am I on Twitch now? No, wait. It was, it was wild. Race. That's it. Thank you for listening to that joke. I think, um, I guess the I'm not really upset as much about the Fernando Alonso. It's the Lance Stroll thing that really, really just is like bothering me. I mean, he and didn't even make, he was still racing. No, we're a very pro Lance Stroll show. The problem is, is that he was still racing and just missed the turn and drove through the gravel and was in last, essentially last, other than the wrecked cars. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, uh, well, Lance, actually, we don't have any timing boards. So guess what? Just go back to fourth. It's all you, man. Good job. You didn't make a mistake. Didn't get penalized for it. So it's like, well, he was going to avoid right. the avoid the carnage, Harrison. What are you talking about? He was so far ahead of the carnage. No, the carnage was right there on him. It was chasing oh, yeah. him. He was trying to get his right front tire was the carnage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Cool. But hey, it was a um, annoying. But there was some entertaining values of it. Well, the uh, now we got a break. We've got three the weekends, spring break as we're four weekends. It. Yeah, April, four end weeks. of April. Uh, and for the Azerbaijan, four Grand weeks Prix. to Baku. Hey, we got some development packages coming in. Oh yeah, it's all coming. Heat race, hey, I'm high ex- speed. I'm I'm excited. Look. I got my hat. Mercedes is back. Mercedes is back. McLaren's supposed to be back. That's what they say. So we'll see. I've been seeing the math. Yeah, it's amazing how everybody's back. Every Haas is back when everyone's back, and we're bringing developments. Ben, but whatever. Um, yeah, but I am still seeing the worrying math. Not against Red Bull, as in worrying that they've done anything bad, but just the speed advantage they have with DRS. And it's scary. It's it's unbelievable. Go, uh, uh, George no. Russell is like, hey, they're actually just sandbagging because they don't want uh, the FIA to step in and put new rules that will slow them down intentionally. He's saying they're I, actually like much quicker than what they're putting out there. I mean, someone, hold on a second. Let me let me get in here and find this. Somebody did the math on how much of an advantage they had in this past race. Um, and it was, I think at one point, if they had DRS and this was compared to Mercedes, if they had DRS and, um, Mercedes did not, it was over 30 kilometers per hour that they'd get. Whereas, you what's know, that an MPH, um, like maths, no idea. Okay, continue. I don't know. But um, 30 kph. 30 kph. Um but it's Do you believe Russell when he says that? Do you think they're doing that? No, I mean I think he's probably just trying to say that because it makes Mercedes look better. It's like it's like when Lando talking about McLaren saying they're actually not that bad. Red Bull is just embarrassing everybody. Um I mean I think they probably Red Bull's probably not could go faster. I mean, I'm sure. I wonder, you ever wonder what's going through Max Verstappen's head when he's just, you know, 20 seconds ahead, chilling? 
Don't crash. You think he's like, you think he's still like, I mean, obviously he has to be fully focused to drive fast, but you think he's just like on cruise control out there? Have, like, is he enjoying just like out for a Sunday drive? There's got to be a, it's, I don't know if it's obviously the competitor and he wants to win, but I would say you also want to compete. We talked about it with Lewis Hamilton a couple years ago. If, you know, when you're that far ahead, is it as fun? I mean, you're still, I'm sure it's still fun, but when you're that much better than everybody, you're just like out there chilling. Uh, I don't know. We can ask Lewis. Should we interview Lewis and see what he thinks of it when he did that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I'm on the video game, I get kind of bored when I'm that far ahead. I got to turn the difficulty up so I can have a challenge. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm playing multiplayer online. I can't. I'm yeah. just better than so all then, these people. You think that's why? Maybe that's why Max ran off the road on that turn. He was like, ah, I'll just cut some grass up here and then we'll go back. And then his visor turns red and says, return to the combat area. <laughs> Yes. Beep, beep. He's got he's got five seconds to get back five before seconds. he dies before his car blows up. <laughs> They're like Max, we're gonna play a game with you. If you don't finish the race in one hour and fifteen minutes exactly, your car will explode. That's the new Red Bull challenge. Hey, if yep. you run a one less than a one thirty four, your car will explode. I guess longer than a one thirty four. Isn't this the, um, did you see that this was the winningest podium in F1 history in terms of world championships? Max Lewis, Fernando? Max Lewis and Fernando. What is that? 11? 11. Oh. So there you go. I guess that makes sense because there's never been that many championships. Seven is a lot. I don't know if you know that. Mike Seven championships for one person is a lot. It is. For one team. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would be. Just wait until oh, one of those three wins another one, and then they keep finishing on the podium next year. I'm really enjoying the uh, – that is one thing I'm really enjoying with this season. I'm enjoying the season, but I'm really liking the Aston Martin, you know, spicing up a little bit. Really liking that. The, the super villain arc. Yeah, yeah, I'm all it I'm, I'm nice here for it. Them. I'm it all nice I'm, to see I'm, them. I'm all in for it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ferrari is like three. It's been three races and they're already like a hundred points behind. So sorry, Ferrari. It's Ferrari's gonna Ferrari <laughs> at this point. It's just sad to see because it's hard. I think it makes it harder because it's two likable guys that drive for them now. Yeah, yeah. Not that there ever wasn't two likable people. It's just like you want them to do well and. They're just not going to. Mm. Two likable young guys who like aren't at the end of their career. Seb and Kimmy were likable for their own reasons, but they're already won championships, already at the end of their career. Now you got two young guys who are trying to win races who are super talented, but they're being held back. Cool. Just what did you um what did you make of all the Daniel Ricardo? We talked about it last week about him being the marketed person, but all the chatter of him uh, making his comeback. I mean, it's obviously setting him up to wherever he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be a driver next season. It's... You think he's I don't know. I thought it was seat? fine. Huh? 
Oh, I don't know if he'll take you a think Red he's Bull take seat. A Red Bull I, seat? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a seat in general. Where do you think? Where do you think? Let's take guesses. Where do you think he? What seat do you think is the most open to him? It's really early. Um. I mean, you got Checo. Maybe I, I guess. Aston Martin. Nothing's gonna nothing nah, at Mercedes. Nothing at not McLaren. I mean, not yeah, Alpine. Not McLaren, probably not Alpine. Not um, Alphatari. Not Haas. Haas already said they can't. They can't afford, afford him. him. Not Alpha. I don't. Atari. Alphatari. You think Alpha, Alpha Romeo? I mean, yeah, I don't I know. What, what, Valtteri or Zhou Yu? I just. Rome, Alfa Romeo Williams, maybe? He wouldn't I don't see Williams. that happening. Uh, I don't know. I I, it feels be... like they're setting him up for it, don't they? Or they just wanted to be the but character. Even the, they want well, to be the, the face. He's even been talking is like, there was like a report that came out that he's like in line for a seat in 2024. Now, granted, he did say that in Drive to Survive or whatever, they caught it on the hot mic of him talking to Checo, being like, take a year off, come back. But then there was a report that came out last week that was saying like, He's in line for a seat, but it's just like hard to imagine where, unless somebody retires mm-hmm. or is on their last leg at Red Bull, a la Yuki Sonoda. Someone where does he it. go? Or if 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 it's like Lewis is leaving, but if it was Lewis is leaving, why why would Mercedes pick up Mick as he'll a just go into NASCAR? I mean, he'll be in NASCAR. Yeah, you know, everyone and their I mother mean, drives the Daytona 500 now. He might as well go. The Daytona 500 has turned into like WrestleMania. It's just all these random celebrities are suddenly just got Travis a car Pastrana. somehow. Travis Pastrana, hey, Frankie Muniz. They're all just out there driving. And hey, Frankie <laughs> Muniz is a legit NASCAR driver. Now. I don't have anything against Frankie Muniz, everybody. I'm just saying that he did not. You know. Also, think it's. I think it's. I think it's like a, not a knock on NASCAR. I want to say that, but it is wild to me that. You could just have some rando like Travis Travis Pastrana, dirt bike racer, who's what probably forty now, can just <laughs> hop in the car and start going. Like, imagine him getting in uh, the Red Bull now. You think he'd complete two laps? I think that's just obviously there's a different racecraft. There's it's still talented drivers. That's just wild to me that that is possible. Maybe maybe Formula One should look into that. As their <laughs> entertainment value, it's like before the Las Vegas, they give the teams like a million dollars build a build a spec car, and you just throw like the biggest name celebrities. Oh you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson hopping into a Mercedes somewhere, Tom Cruise jumping in the yeah, other seat. It would just just and you just a... have a celebrity race. Now the insurance on that would have to yeah, be an yeah, absolute well, debacle. Like, no, of make him sign a waiver. No, I oh, think it's not a waiver. waiver. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a it's waiver. Like, They're not guys, it's okay. Shaq signed a waiver. Yeah, you just, can you imagine just a, have an all-star celebrity race as your entertainment value? Have an all-star weekend in Formula One. That's your race in Vegas. It's just it's an all-star race, million dollars up for grabs. But then before that, you know, like the NBA has the all-star, the celebrity game. You have the celebrity race, and you have them. You know they put a little bit of money in the pot and uh, sign a waiver, and they get to go out. Even if it's go karts, I mean, just put them in go karts. Yeah, karting. Yeah, and they need to do it at Andretti's uh, 
indoor car track. Yeah, yeah. You got Shaq, Shaq versus Jimmy Kimmel on one side. Oh my god. And then you got uh, you know Joe Crofty Biden. has and, to do it. Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden and Barack Obama on the other. Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump won't be there, unfortunately. Um, oh yeah, you just god. get you just get the biggest name celebrities you can and put them out there, and oh uh, let them run. All right. I well, think, I think well, we're fixing it. I think we got it. That's not a good plan out there. Let's let's pitch that to Stefano. He probably love it. Love it. Sure, sure. Hey, remember when uh he when uh you know Daniel Ricardo won a race and then got to drive Dale Earnhardt's car? Yeah, when they just kind of <laughs> and then yeah. a year later he's he's uh sorry. It's just heat. well, out of heat. I I just it just shows how quickly things can turn. There you go, folks. Never take anything for granted, especially if you're a Formula One racer. Unless you're rich and powerful, then you'll get invited to the Track Limits podcast, Celebrity Pro-Am. Yeah, never take anything for granted. Formula unless, One. Unless you wreck before a red flag and they you didn't get to Sector One in time. Las Vegas Spectacular. All right, pitch well. It, pitch it, pitch it. I think we're going to uh we'll be back next week, even uh yes, there's we not a race. We're gonna be talking. Um we've got some busy stuff to discuss. Uh Harrison and I will be talking about the masters. We're gonna be live from the masters. Wow. Um, yeah. News so to me. Uh, yeah, live from Augusta. Um now that will be live from Augusta because we'll be playing the video game version of it. However, if anybody has any tickets or badges that they want to sell us, we will give you ad space. We'll give them that. Yes. <laughs> you will insert your ad here. Yeah, this is where your ad would go. We would sell out for that. Um, and then we will uh, actually be live from, this is actually crazy, Monaco, uh, track limits on location, Monaco. Um, wow. No yeah. News to me. Yes, it is going to be an awesome, awesome time. So look forward to that in the future. Um, there is, we're not going to, it's actually a Moroccan restaurant that's uh, down the street. And that's, <laughs> a, that's the closest a thing Moroccan that sounds like restaurant? Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, they're completely different countries, but that's the closest we have here. Not a French restaurant? No, no. That's a different country, Harrison, please. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Close enough, I guess. Morocco's a little bit further away, but okay. It is farther away, yeah. Um uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a great time. Uh we're actually gonna be celebrating by eating at Steak and Shake, everyone's favorite place yes. to eat in Monaco, uh yes. Monte Carlo there. Uh Can't we will wait. also be celebrating. You'll actually get to see us play the tables in Monte Carlo. It'll be great. It will be at the uh Harris Cherokee Casino. <laughs> <laughs> locally um but anyway we're gonna make yeah, guys, our own monaco here we, we're gonna make our own monaco yes yeah it's gonna be great make sure to make sure to stick with us for that but hey, uh, if anybody wants to have a monaco grand, grand prix party well uh we can dress real fancy play some gam gambling games yeah we'll do it on and, the lake uh, we'll like back casino up. games yeah yeah go down to the lake yeah. we'll get a fake we'll get a fake marina going and that's for my uh, we'll have some on. boats and then we'll drive a go-kart by real fast every now and then so it simulates a car we'll no it'll actually we'll be me in the back guy. Say, hey i'm gonna actually i gotta 
Go back real quick, and I'll get on. Oh, look at Yeah, that. you'll be like that guy at Coda that one year on the mic. Hey, we we could have we could have a little boat party for that. And it's like a I'm all for it. I don't know, it's like a nine AM start, but sounds yeah, like we're all gonna go to TJ's it. house. Shout out TJ. Yeah, shout out TJ. You remember him. He was in the bonus episodes. Hey, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at track limits pod on Instagram and Twitter. We did lose our blue check mark that we never had. Um, but you know, that's okay. You know it's us at track limits pod. You can email us tracklimitspodgmail.com. Leave me comments for the stewards. Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode. Harrison, parting thoughts? Um, hey, I know we were very critical of the race. It was exciting. Uh, we are happy how it ended. Uh, just, just know that um, these are our views, not yours. You can make your own decisions. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening. Great. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah,